Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. All right, so some financial jargon. Let's do a couple of these here, Eric. You know what? Industries are industries. No matter what it is, we're all guilty of using buzzwords or terms that one another might know because we're in it. You know, whether it's radio, right, or whether it's financial, there's some technical terms or some buzzwords that just kind of happen. And often these will get tossed around when you're meeting with clients or potential clients. And sometimes people know what these are and sometimes they don't. And it's not usually intended to go over someone's head. It just happens, right? You're just doing what you do. And so sometimes, and it's okay for people to kind of hit the pause button and go, I don't know what you mean by, you know, this. Can you explain that to me? So we're going to try to do that with a couple of ones here today just to help out for folks on some of these things that you may or may not know. So when we hear asset allocation, what does that mean? I think people get a little confused by this because I think our the industry does a good job of throwing these terms around to kind of keep you in the dark so that you have to go to them to find out the answers. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think Wall Street does that. But asset allocation, it's just, it's it's talking about allocating your assets into different types of, let's say, stocks, right? If you have, if you're going to invest in stocks, you want to have them in different types of stocks, not just all in one. Sure. So um, diversification is another term that kind of gets intermingled with asset allocation. But that would be allocating your assets into things like maybe you're going to have some exposure to large cap stocks, some exposure to mid cap stocks, some exposure to small cap. And then in the, those ranges, you want some that may be exposed to international, right? There's international large and international small. Maybe you want – there's a difference between value and growth. There's a, um, all those types of things. So that's what an asset allocation strategy is trying to do because if you look at a long-term chart and it has these major asset classes, you can see that – the one, the best performer from the previous year is typically not the best performer the following year. So you might as well have some in each of them. And then your advisor's role is to tweak that asset allocation by doing rebalancing, those types of things. So it's just a, it's a term basically to diversify your assets among different types of assets. That's what asset allocation really means. So okay. diversification, asset allocation kind of go hand in hand. They're not the same thing, but one is trying to fulfill the other. All right. Risk tolerance. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward on this one, but what is risk tolerance? What's how much risk you're willing to tolerate? How much can you see your account go down? We talk about this in our when people come in and meet with us because I tell them, I've been doing this a long time, and I've never had a client pick up the phone and call me and say, darn it, Eric, my account's making too much money. Right. <laughs> it does, does not happen. <laughs> but they do call up when it's going down. So it's really how much money can you, how much can you tolerate it going down? Right, because you need to understand that. And the closer you get to retirement, typically the lower your risk tolerance becomes. You become less tolerant to risk. It's just like um, when you're a kid. You know, this is a great analogy I learned years ago from from somebody. When you go to Disney Disneyland, there used to be this ride called the teacups. Not oh, sure if you've heard of man, it. Oh man, yes. Okay, so see what I'm saying. When you're a kid, <laughs> that is so fun, right? Because you your parents, you're spinning around, you're going round and round and round and round, and, and your parents are saying, "Stop, stop, stop!" Right, right, yeah. 
Now you go on it as an adult or you know even close to retirement, and now and you don't even touch the wheel, right? You're kind of even this the motion of the whole ride is kind of getting to you, right? <laughs> yeah. Your grandkids looking at you going, "Come on, let's go," and you're going, "No, this is fun." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's a that's a way to think about risk, right? When you're young, it's exciting, right? But when you're when you're getting close to retirement, now you start to get a little more nauseous when you see those big swings. <laughs> so how do you know what your risk tolerance is? So. What most people, advisors will have is they'll have some questions that they ask you and it'll give you a, you know, a range. So if you answer this, if you're within this range and you are conservative, you're in this range or moderate and you're within this range, you're considered aggressive. And then they might get snazzy on and say, okay, we got a moderately conservative or moderately aggressive, maybe a five, right? And so your definition though of moderate is way different than Wall Street's definition of moderate. So what we use in our planning and in our meeting process is that we use something based on behavioral analytics. And so it asks you some questions, and then these, these algorithms go to work, and they kind of start to fine-tune. The way you answer one question drives another question, and it assigns a numerical score to you from 1 to 99, okay? And it's pretty darn accurate when people answer this. And then we measure your portfolio and to see if those are accurate, okay? And if they're not, then we have a conversation about, you know, maybe your portfolio is taking on a little too much risk. And risk doesn't appear until things go bad right mm-hmm. it, when right. when the market's going up everything's going up so people don't really care it's when the markets are down they say oh i didn't realize i could lose this much so understanding that risk tolerance is critical to building your plan to see how much you're willing to tolerate because when you get close to retirement right. or in retirement it's not about a negative return it's about the dollars of lifestyle that you just lost just and you didn't have to maybe yeah right yeah no it makes sense and a lot of times people get that and they'll hear risk aversion and they get a little confused and it's just it's basically the same thing it's just how much risk can you tolerate or how much risk are you averse to right it's just playing with the word so Mm -hmm. what's basis points we hear this a lot i want to jump around just a little bit because i want to do a couple that we don't sometimes talk about on the show people will hear that term what is that that's a tenth of one percent So if you say something costs 100 basis points, that's 1%. If something is 50 basis points, Ah. it's half of a percent. Okay. And so they quote that usually in, um, you know, when they're talking about bond yields or they're talking about uh, returns on something, you know, or, or actually a lot of it's around the fees charged for asset management. Mm, Okay. So if they talk, oh yeah, it's 140 basis points. Well, that's 1.4%. Gotcha. Way to think about that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's good to know. I like that. So what about small cap, mid cap, large cap? Those are just different capitalization sizes of companies. So typically small cap is going to be two billion or less. <laughs> Which is small. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just two billion or less, right? A large cap would be ten billion or larger. And so this mid cap is going to be in between those two. So companies can start off small cap and as they grow become mid cap, mid cap companies can grow and become large cap. And then at one point they were going to come up with a mega cap. You know, the things like the apples and the mm, the ones yeah. that go over a trillion dollars, you right. know. But they just they just keep it as these three. So Understanding that small cap companies typically carry a little more risk to them than large cap companies gotcha. because they're small. It's just like small businesses versus large businesses, the easy way to think about it. And a lot of times when you're looking at your basics in portfolios, mutual funds, a lot of that t- tends to be weighted towards large cap. That's one of the questions we talk about, or one of the things we talk about when we say make sure that you're being diversified. If you have 20 mutual funds, often you have a lot of the same thing in there. So let's finish off with one more that we don't typically use, but we do hear a lot, and that is qualified accounts. Yeah, and uh, this just means it's qualified by some tax code. And then the opposite is so if you have a non-qualified account, it's not protected from taxation. It's subject to taxation every year, dividends, capital gains, interest. If it's a qualified plan, 
That would be things like an IRA, a 401k, a, a TSP, 403b if you work for a governmental agency or a school or something like that. So all these things that have kind of numbers and letters behind them, those are qualified, which means it's qualified from taxation, mm. protected from taxation until you take it out. Gotcha. Non-qualified subject to taxation. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.